Welcome to Taylor's Book Club by the Fire. I'm trying to get comfy. <clears throat> um, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Taylor James Lifestyle Show. The Taylor James Lifestyle Show. Anyways, enough with the formalities. <clears throat> My voice is uh, a little raspy. I was having a real, real fucking badass karaoke truck fucking mobbing day today. Singing real loud. So, <clears throat> we're going to do our best to try to get through this anyways. So, today we're going to talk about a few books. Okay. Um... We're going to start with the book I haven't read yet that I'm going to get I'm getting ready to read. This book was given to me by a friend <clears throat> and it's called The 12 Week Year. I might have to just fucking hold this thing. Maybe I can prop it up on my belly. I swear I fucking it was using the boom mics for a while. Then I got these ones, and these ones are awesome until you need a boom mic. Anyways, <clears throat> The 12-Week Year by Brian P. Moran, and probably co-written or something by Michael Lennington. Get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. I think that's a fucking rad concept, and I think everybody... Should fucking read it. I mean, if it works, we'll we'll find out. Um, you know, one of the things in life, um, and I might have even mentioned this in a previous podcast, uh, but I just recently listened to Rob Deerdeck's podcast um, about kind of optimizing <clears throat> every aspect of your life and continuously trying to improve on a or in every aspect of life and every part of your life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm always trying to figure out what I can do better, you know, whether it's work, whether it's um, play, you know, whatever it is, like working on a truck or, you know, like um, figuring out a problem, a mechanical problem, you know, you, uh, you always try to get better and more efficient and figure out easier, better ways to do things. Um, and so getting a book, you know, from a, from a really good friend um, about that type of stuff and, like, kind of optimizing, because I'm sure, and I, and I don't know anything about the book, but I'm sure it is, um, it's got to be, you know, some sort of a book about optimi optimization and efficiency in life. Um, a guide to creating results through focus, commitment, and accountability. I mean, fuck, you sold me. I would have bought the book. $25 or 31 in Canada. Shout out to our buddies up, I guess they're a little just east of us. Um, they're north of the lower 48, but they're just east of Alaska. So, um, what's up, neighbors? Anyways, <clears throat> really excited to get this book started. Um, like I said, don't know anything about it. It's, uh, it's given to me by, by a friend that is an avid reader. Ooh, itch. Got an itch. Meh. Okay, we're good now. 
Um, yeah, given to me by a good friend who reads a lot, and um, I don't know if she read it. I forgot to ask her actually. Let's uh, let's look into the authors a little bit. So, whoops, we got a little bit of a cover fucking malfunction here. Anyways, so okay, so this uh, Brian P. Moran is the founder and CEO of the Execution Company, an organization committed to improving the performance and enhancing the quality of life for leaders and entrepreneurs. He has saved the management, nah, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, I think the neighbors are out and about. <clears throat> my, my neighbor's house is like just not on the other side of this window, but we're, uh, I mean, I look out the window, I can see his house. That's where the side of his house is. And obviously mine is the side of this house. Anyways, um, melatonin's starting to kick in, getting kind of close to bedtime. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this guy looks like a real, that, that's one thing about me is like, I don't want to fucking read a book from somebody who hasn't accomplished shit, you know, like I want to read a book who is the founder and CEO of the execution company, an organization in, uh, committed to improving the performance and enhancing the quality of life for leaders and entrepreneurs. Like that's just, that sounds amazing. Like a cool company. Don't know shit about it. Probably should look into it before I start saying shit like that. But he has served in management and executive positions with U, uh, UPS, Pepsi, and Northern Automotive and Consultants with dozens of world-class companies each year. As an entrepreneur, he has led successful businesses and been instrumental in the growth and success of many others. In addition to his books, Brian has published, many, has published in many uh, of the leading business journals and magazines. He is a sought-after speaker, um, educating and inspiring thousands per year. He lives in Michigan with his wife and their two daughters. Sounds like a fucking badass to me, and I'm excited to read this book um, just based off of the thing I read on the other part of the cover and then this, obviously. Let's, uh, so Michael Lennington, I'm guessing, is the co-author. It doesn't really specify just yet. Maybe they're writing the book together. But... Uh, so Brian P. Moran, he's the CEO of the execution company. This guy, Michael Lennington, is the vice president. He's a consultant coach, a leadership trainer. I mean, those are huge. Um, and an expert in implementing lasting change in organizations. He works with clients in the U.S., Europe, Asia, and the Middle East to help them implement corporate initiatives um, that drives sales, service, and profitability. <laughs> Michael holds a a bachelor's degree from Mich Michigan. It's a BS, so it would be a bachelor's of science. I don't know. I don't know shit about college. Didn't go. Um, where were we at? Uh, bachelor's or whatever the fuck that means. A BS from Michigan State University. And an MBA from... Ross School of Business at the University of Minnesota, uh, Michigan. He lives with his wife and their children in northern Michigan. That's awesome. Real excited. Um, maybe I'll pick a couple things out of this to say. <sighs> Man, it's been a long day. I ended up doing like 
a fucking hour of cardio. So I woke up and, uh, yeah, it was an hour. And I woke up and I kind of forgot that I was supposed to leave early. I mean, like in my, my sleepy stupor, I forgot I was supposed to leave early. And, uh, so when I get up, Hey, there's my belly. Oh yeah. Hide that. <laughs> so, uh, when I get up, I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm running late. You know? And I'm like, fuck, I really wanted to do my 30 minutes of cardio this morning before I did anything. It's like my favorite thing to do before everything else. But I just didn't have the time. And, um, sorry for the yawns guys. I'm been a long day, but, uh, so yeah, like I, I fully just like in my drunken stupor or <laughs> drunken, <laughs> I didn't drink yesterday, but my, my sleepy stupor, I, um, I completely was like, Oh, I can sleep in a little bit more. I can sleep in a little bit more. I can sleep in a little bit more. And it was six thirty, and I was supposed to be leaving at like ideally like seven ten. And so I got up, I did 10 minutes on the elliptical to kind of just get the blood flowing, get some sweat going. And, uh, oh, shit, fuck. I did take a melatonin like 30 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, did my 10 minutes, fucking boogie around, off for the day. And uh, I was like, I'm going to come home and do another 20 minutes tonight so I can get my 30 for the day, right? Well, I got on the elliptical and I was listening to music and I was vibing real hard. And I ended up just pushing right through. <sighs> I did 50 minutes. 50. So that was pretty badass. But yeah, now I'm I'm pretty exhausted. I mean, not exhausted, just just wore out from the day. Um, and actually, I was sitting down to uh, read um, read this book, uh, the one I'm going to tell you about next. This one, you know, I feel like it's every maybe once a quarter, or maybe every even every six months, like a book, kind of like a. It's like a little, it's a magical thing, man. I'm telling you, books are a magical thing. And um, every now and then, a book will come up, like, and I, it's got to be twice a year, twice to four times a year for me, <sighs> where I'll get a book, and it's just like the most life-changing, inspiring book ever. And I feel like that's one of these books. And um, it's fucking, what, I think uh, 130 pages, ex not, hello, oh, thought it cut off. Not a large book by um, any stretch of the word, but it's impactful. And man, sometimes those are the books that I like the most. I mean, I like the books with pictures the most, just kidding, um, bad joke. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's... I think for those of you who are needing a good book to kind of inspire you and get you maybe a little motivated and like inspired and like to have something kind of behind you to like think about. And for me, it's, it's inspiration. I get inspired and I, I mean, sometimes I might even say I'm a little easily inspired. Like I, I will inspire myself through things of like looking at shit and being like, man, that's so inspiring. Um, 
but really this this book is super inspiring my little belly keeps popping out my little belly keeps popping out of there got a little snail trail going on ain't shaved in a minute anyways um so the book i'm about to tell you about i am let's see majority of the way done probably two-thirds or three-fourths of the way done yeah, this this book has been such a journey, um, and it's funny because Bedros Koulian, shout out to Bedros, he's a he's a huge, impactful um, entrepreneur speaker. He was talking about this. I, I can't remember if he had mentioned the book or if he was talking about the guy specifically. Um, but we'll get right into it. So the book is Make Your Bed. Written by Admiral William H. McRaven, retired Navy. Um, little things that can change your life and maybe the world. And that's the type of shit that my fucking dreams are made of. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's learn everything we can and fucking change the world for the better. Fucking God knows it's needed right now. So, um, let's see. So... Would that be, I got about 45 pages left in this book, which I may finish tonight. Uh, I kind of like shut everything else down for the night to try to finish this book. Um, if I don't fucking fall asleep first. Uh, so, like I said, it's it's not a big book. It's a hundred and roughly 130 pages. Um and then there's, yeah, it's 130 pages exactly, including, so it ends on 128, and then the last page is about uh, William H. McRaven, which, I mean, this this book uh, is about him. It's, it's about his life and what he's learned and his experiences. And, man, dude's got a uh, pretty pretty sharp mind to, like, be able to, I guess, paint the picture the way he does with some of the scenarios he does. Um, it's a it's a pretty gnarly book, and it not only does it inspire, but it also kind of makes you realize like what some of the people that are in a, in a, in the military go through. You know what I mean? It's it's gnarly. I personally have friends that are, you know, anything from. Uh, former marines to to police officers any any kind of kind of career like that dude is especially like navy seals i mean the baddest of the bad you know what i mean like those guys go through a lot of shit to get to where they're at and this kind of puts it into perspective for you so one thing i wanted to do is like so on um before every chapter yeah you can see that there's a just a short little segment here and it says I think everyone says does it say the same thing I think it says if you want to change the world um, and then it and then the quotes are different or the yeah I think it's a quote but uh yes so like for example uh, <laughs> I have a friend that that gets fucking ridiculously pissed at me if I say it like for example I really just need to stop saying like so much but I really like to. Oh no. Let's see. 
Jasmine. Oh. Sorry, it's my mom. I'll call her back. Anyways. So. Oh, fuck. The new KK's Priest album just dropped. Uh, I pre-ordered it, of course. Um, but I just got a no notification. Let's see. Released today. Well, fuck. No. They released one, one more song. Okay. So they're, they're releasing sl songs slowly. You know, they came out with like one, and then a couple weeks later, another one, and then a music video for that one, and they just came out with another one. I was like, oh, what? It's here? I keep forgetting that it's September 29th, though. Um, anyways, back to the matter at fucking hand here. Um... So this book, uh, like I said, every chapter has a little little spot before it where it says, oh my God. Um, where it says, if you want to change the world, start singing when you're up to your neck in mud. And so I haven't read this chapter. So that, So the way that you read the book, you would read that and then you read the chapter and it would kind of go into a little bit more detail. So maybe if, let's find one from, okay, there we go. If you want to change the world, get over being a sugar cookie and keep moving forward. So, mm, I don't know if I could really do that one justice. Let's see if we find another one. Come here, okay. Well, this this first one, the first chapter is, if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. Um, and I just love that it kind of, I love that. I love those little, those little segments at the beginning. If you want to change the world, find someone to help you paddle. That's a big one, you know, like having, having a partner. Um, I think, and I might have, sometimes, sometimes I get really stoned and I read these books and, uh, so sometimes I don't, I misremember or the way that I visualized it in my mind is what I remember rather than what I read. So uh, bear with me here, but um, I believe in part of this, he talks about um, like an example of, um, you know, finding somebody to help you uh, paddle or what did it say paddle? Yeah. So you're in a, like a rowboat and, and you need somebody to help you paddle. And like if you're on one side and they're on the other and you're rowing steadily, putting in sufficient work and they're not, that boat's just going to go in a circle, right? Um, and so like finding the right person to help you uh, paddle is crucial. Um, let's see. Trying to re-remember. Re it's been kind of a lot going on, and so I, I think I read this chapter maybe a week or two ago. So I'm just trying to re-remember, but um, chapter three, only the size of your heart matters. That's, that's a killer fucking killer chapter, man. Um, if you want to change the world, 
measure a person by the size of their heart. And man, it's such a powerful book, dude. I could I could sit here and talk to you guys all day about it. Um, you know, I I personally, and that that was a that was a big, um, that was a heavy chapter for me. That one I was talking about um, a. Uh, I think at the time, obviously, he was a, a tadpole. He was becoming a Navy SEAL and SEAL training and shit. And I don't know all the jargon and terms, so if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. But uh, I'm still learning. Uh, so there was a real small guy who was, like, you know, real small dude. And um, he was just as much of a beast, if not more, than everybody else. That shit inspires me because, you know, for my whole life, I've always been not short or small, but, you know, just average height. And so, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta have a big heart when you're a little bit shorter than everybody else. <laughs> but, um, yeah, having heart is, is, um, I guess judging people based off of that is, is where we all should be, you know? Why, why, you know, it's like, like Martin Luther King said, we judge people not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And that's what that means to me. You know, don't judge people by the color of their skin, by the clothes they wear. You know, it's about their heart. It's about their soul. It's about their mind. You know, it's about the, the most important things that make a human. All the other shit is just aesthetics. <clears throat> but... Anymore, it's like we only really worry about aesthetics, you know. But anyways, guys, um, I don't know how long we've been going for. I'm going to get off of here soon, though. I've got phone calls, text messages, all kinds of shit going on. And I don't know why, because it's fucking almost 9 o'clock, and people know that I fucking shut her down. Anyways, <sighs> I'm ready to go to bed. I need to read this book and then go to bed. So, again, guys, <clears throat> two books. Um, the Make Your Bed book I, I'm almost done with. Fucking love it. The 12-hour, or sorry, <laughs> that's a different book. And it's The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, I believe. Uh, um, the 12-Week Year. So, this is what I'll start next as soon as I'm done with this one. And... Yeah, we'll be we'll be doing more of these. I think I think this is this is the vibe, you know. We got the fireplace here. We got me sitting on the couch or whatever. And uh, all I really got to do is figure out um like a boom situation or just continue to do this. Uh but yeah, guys, this has been another episode of Taylor's Book Club. Um actually, I guess before we go, let's look and see what we're reading in the phone here. So I read it. I read all over the place. Ooh. Uh, I started reading The Automatic Millionaire recently. Started reading Winning by Tim Grover. I'm listening to uh, Gym Launch. Um, I think since I did the last uh, book club, I finished the 10th book in the Game is Life series. Easy for your team. Oopsie. And, um, fuck, that series is incredible. If you guys are looking for a series, like a nonfiction, 
series as far as like kind of adventure. Dude, it's a fucking killer series. And um, sometimes it was like, man, that almost seems like what could be fucking happening right now. Wild shit, but uh, really, really good. One of those books that, like, I was working out of town when I was reading the series mostly. And so, like, I'd go, like, to the bathroom, you know, and I'd fucking be in the bathroom for, like, 30, 45 minutes reading that book. And sometimes I'd just go chill in there and fucking read that book. And um, only when it was, like, kind of slow, obviously. I'm not leaving guys hanging or anything, but... um, it's a that good of a book, you know, you get you get to taking a good solid healthy poo and you bust a book out, next thing you know, it's been forty five minutes. Um so yeah, the last book in that series is called Flux, which I finished and it turns out the last like the last page is like I mean, obviously huge cliffhanger. The tenth book and I mean going into it I'm like, Okay, this has gotta be it, you know, this has gotta be the last book, Mr. Terry Scott. And uh and it, you could just tell, like, the last chapter just leaves you with more questions and doesn't really answer anything. And so you're just like, fuck, there's going to be a sequel. And then the last page is like, oh, yeah, stay tuned for the sequel. And so now I'm waiting for the 11th book, um, which I'm actually excited for. Um, just, like, once you start a series, at least for me, you, like, have to see it through the end. So as soon as it comes out, I'll read it. And, um, hopefully that's the last one, but you never know. Um, yeah, I have a fuck ton of books in here. Good to great. Um, a bunch of random, like, um, free books that I'll like, I'll just look up on here and like find a free book or a free audio book and listen or read it. But, uh, actually since, um, since I last did the pod or the, book club pod had started reading um i'd started reading a little i started re-listening to green lights by matthew mcconaughey that's a killer fucking book man um i love to listen to it the the audio book is just incredible the fact that he narrates it is great you know and the book is just um pure quality like it's very inspiring. It's, um, yeah, I love it. Um, let's see, what else have I read this year? Yep. That's about it, I guess. That's, uh, I thought it, I thought there was more. Um, I got, I mean, I don't know if you can see, but I mean, I got books, you know what I mean? I'm just not reading all of them. Like, oh, this one, this one's kind of crazy. It's called, it's a nonfiction, uh, Ancient Evil by Sean Peck, which is crazy. I actually know the guy. Um, him and my uncle were in a band, and that Sean Peck is the lead singer. And um, this book, I can't remember if he said he wrote the album for the ancient evil album for his band and then wrote the book or wrote the book and then wrote the album. I'm pretty sure he wrote the album first and then based this book off of the album, um, which is pretty cool. So I'm still reading that chipping away at it. It's really hard for me to like 
I hate to get into a good fic, uh, nonfiction book when I when I need to be feeding my brain like healthy amounts of nonfiction information and like learning about the things that I'm doing and into and shit like that. And so, um, delivering happiness for, uh, by Tony Shea, the, uh, the, I guess he would have been the founder of Zappos, CEO of Zappos. Um, <laughs> of course I'm, I'm rereading, um, think big by, uh, Donald Trump and Bill Zanker. Um, rich dad, poor dad's always a good one. And I've talked a lot about these, Oh, think and grow rich. Um, yeah, there's a fuck ton of books in here. There's all kinds of random shit in here. Um, American Gods, great book. The Mafia Philosopher, Tale of Two Tonys. That's a fucking crazy one, dude. You want to talk about a crazy-ass book? Crazy-ass fucking story, dude? Oh, my God. I mean, maybe it's because I live in Alaska, but that book, The Mafia Philosopher, man. It is fucking wild. So, basically... I'm trying to make sure I have all the pieces connected because it's kind of an important story. Um, I mean, just like a good, good story, I guess. So back in the seventies, and this is how I found out about this book. So back in the seventies, there were, uh, there was a plane crash with two senators, um, Begich, Senator Begich and Senator Boggs. Um, Senator Begich was, um, a lot, he was an Alaskan senator, and I think Boggs was maybe Louisiana. Um, and they were flying from Anchorage to, I believe, Juneau, which is the capital of Alaska. So they're probably flying down there for senator stuff or whatever, you know. And the fucking plane disappears. And that's not, uh, it's not uncommon here for that type of shit to happen. I mean, Alaska is huge. Um, it's like fucking... Oh, like half the fucking United States. It's fucking wild. And so um, they searched high and low. I mean, even now, even now they've searched. Even still, people are looking for that fucking plane. And they think they find shit. And it's crazy. And so this guy, um, I wonder, I should probably try to shout him out if I can. Um, if I can remember what the fucking podcast is called. Um, this guy, he, he's an investigative journalist. And he, do, 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 do. he, um, started investigating. Sorry, I'm all over the place here. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to find, but, uh, essentially what happened is, um, or what, oh, there we go. Season one. Interesting. I wonder. That's not right. So. So this guy. I want to fucking see them all. Interesting. So this podcast. It was supposed to be called Missing in Alaska. Um. 
to find out who it was. Um, I kind of wanted to shout it out. Oh, actually, I found it. Okay, yeah. Missing in Alaska, an iHeart true crime. Um, let's see. So I'll give you the rundown here real quick that it says on the podcast thingy. Missing in Alaska <clears throat> is a deep dive into the mysterious disappearance of Oh, I said uh, I said senators. It sounds like they were congressmen. Um, the disappearance of Hale Boggs and Nick Bagich, whose plane was uh, vanished in 1972 in Alaska. Despite the largest search in American history, no sign of the men ever surfaced. Somebody's revving an engine out there. Officials blamed ice, and a nation consumed with Watergate and Vietnam quickly moved on. Yeah, I guess that was fucking right about that time. Two decades later, a murder and a bomber with with mafia ties made a startling claim to the FBI. The plane was bombed. Was he lying? Journalist John Walz... Waltzak? Waltzak? W-A-L-C-Z-A-K? Waltz? Waltzak? I don't know. There's a sack on the wall. <laughs> um... So he investigated since uh, 2011, travels from Arizona to the Arctic Circle, trying to uncover the truth. So my sister, actually, shout out to my sister, young sister. She's actually the oldest of the three of my young sisters. Um, home girl, home girl. She recommended that to me. So, uh, dude, that fucking podcast is incredible. It's Probably one of the, it's the podcast that got me into like true crime. And um, it's just so by the seat of your pants the whole time. You're just like, damn, dude, what's going to happen? And so anyways, what happened is like it's like it said in that um, essentially uh, the um, so there was like there was a mafioso two Tonys. He had a different name or a real name. Um, but it's, man, it's so crazy. So what happened is the plane goes missing. The fucking congressmen are missing. Nobody can find them. They still fucking can't find the plane in 2023. Um, so I can't remember how it went down. It's worth a listen. I really, really, I mean, I know my fucking explanation is retarded and shit. Um, shout out to the R word. Yeah, just kidding. Sorry for everybody that's going to be mad at me for that. Um, so just super good to listen to it. Um, but that mafioso, so like Congressman Begich dies in the plane crash. His wife, right? Like really, really soon after that marries this mafioso guy two Tony's and his story is fucking wild. He's like, I don't remember exactly, but I know that he had like a heavy crime presence in Arizona and like maybe Jersey and like Vegas and he was just all over the place and one of his fucking things like one of his fortes I guess is uh bombing like he was the bomb guy you know he was like the guy that fucking the Don calls to fucking put a car bomb in somebody's car and so um for years he denied the the allegations that he had put a bomb in there um up until like relatively recently he was in jail and 
What's kind of funny ooh, is itchy. The author of this book, Sean Atwood, was in jail with that guy, with the mafioso guy. And um, they were cellies, I believe. And, and I mean, Sean was on the podcast, interviewed and stuff, and talked about like how it was. And it's kind of crazy when you when you know that somebody's a piece of shit and they've done such gnarly things in their life, like killed people. And he killed a lot of people. Listen to the podcast and read this and read the Mafia philosopher. He killed a fuck ton of people. There's places in Alaska where he's like, yeah, I just fucking went and dropped him off the bridge, like threw him off the bridge. At, at Matanuska Bridge, just threw him off the bridge. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Buried him down in Klutna way or whatever, you know? It's like, what the hell? Um, so you know he's a piece of shit. You know he's he's a fucking scumbag. He killed people. People that didn't deserve to die, too. Um, no remorse. Uh, he, he always remained silent when it came to... Um, when it came to allegations regarding, hold on real quick, regarding the, um, the plane bombing. But, uh, later on while he's in jail, uh, with Sean Atwood, he becomes like this kind, compassionate, caring person. And, um, so anyways, we're going to get this wrapped up. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there. That's a fucking killer podcast to listen to. Killer book to read, The Mafia Philosopher, Tale of Two Tonys. Um, anyways, guys, with all that being said, this has been another episode of Taylor's Book Club by the Fire. Thanks, guys. Love you. Victory to everybody. Later.